Have you ever heard of past life regression? The concept that much of our suffering stems from the past and not just our past, but our past lives and even the lives of our ancestors. I'm Anthony Padilla, and today an expert will put me under hypnosis for a past life regression to see if even a skeptic can reap the benefits of this bizarre practice. What if this highly controversial method can help reframe and even heal our trauma, regardless of if we believe it? Hello, Shelly. Hey. Diana. Hi. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit betterhelp.com slash Padilla because sometimes existing is exhausting. Now, can you define what past lives means? It's a school of thought that perhaps beyond this current experience that we're having, we may have lived before. And so this process I do helps people to go back into periods, maybe let's say 50 years ago, all the way up to thousands of years ago, and perceive themselves in different times and spaces. We facilitate you doing your work, and we're using different tools, and we're using very deep tools that are not necessarily the easiest to use because they're accessing parts of our clients that are not normally accessed in talk therapy. We try and move you into another view so you can look at that from another direction and you're not sitting in the trauma, but we ask the questions of what can I learn from it? Can these methods work even for someone who is so skeptical that they say, I cannot for the life of me bring myself to believe this? Can they still receive the benefits? I mean, just so your viewers know, I mean, this may sound crazy, to a lot of the people watching this. Crazy warning is up on screen yes, right now. Yes, crazy, warning. wah, wah, wah. Mm -hmm. We need some flashing lights too. Mm, okay. I know what I'm sound, I'm saying sounds like nut quackery, uh -huh. okay? Quack packery of the biggest kind. You're acknowledging that it does sound a little strange. I'm definitely owning it. <laughs> I'm owning it. Yeah. But a lot of the weird things that I talk about in all of the books that I've written and stuff are based on real things that really happened to me. A lot of the reasons why people suffer in this life is based on the way that we're viewing like reality. Can we turn it into a different perspective? Can we get up above it and just, which is what happened to me. As a very skeptical person myself, based on the very limited knowledge I have of reality and science, I hear past life and going further and going into other emotions and other lives that don't exist in this pain of existence of my reality, it makes me a little cautious, but I also see how maybe it doesn't matter where those emotions came from. Maybe you're, re you're, you're processing emotions that you're feeling, and regardless of where they came from, they're, they're the feelings that need to be processed in order for you to move on. So it's, it's all about the reframing. It's the work of reframing that moves you into a state of choice and a state of trust, self-trust and love. Some people do really well with talk therapy. For me, because I'm a very kinesthetic feeling kind of a person, if I'm getting into feelings that are suppressed, how do I express to a talk person the feelings if I don't have language for them? Mm. Hypnotherapy, works with a variety of tools that help you get into those feelings and help you move them into a place that you're able to deal with them. I would be fascinated for you to 
do some kind of a regression session on me. Would you be willing to do that? Yes. Would anyone else like to see this? <laughs> so all we're going to do is you're going to close your eyes. We're okay. going to imagine light moving from head to feet. Okay. I'm going to send you a little energy and then I'm just going to walk you through things and you're just going to keep a completely open mind. And then the first thing that comes up when I'm asking these questions, just express them to all of us. I am highly skeptical and I don't currently believe in past lives, but I love being proven wrong. I love finding out that the limited view that I once had was in my head and that it's no longer limited. So I'm very open-minded, so let's go. I'm loving that you're a skeptic. So what is yeah. your intention today? You know, I have recently been dealing with a realization that I immediately put up defenses whenever I feel like I need something. If I really want someone to be supportive of me in a certain way and then I don't receive that or I see that they might not be able to, I immediately say, oh, I don't really need it. That was just something that I kind of wanted and I'm autonomous and sufficient on my own. I don't, I, I'm, I, I'm independent. I don't need anything from anyone. I, I have it within myself. I just need to find it. So the intention is that we're going to try to find out whether this willing to say, hey, I don't need any help came from this life, but did it come even from something before this life? Okay. I have a theory that it came from this lifetime, but I would be happy to be shown that potentially it came from beyond. Let's give it a shot. All right, Anthony. So Let's just take a deep and healing breath in through your nose. Ready? You're breathing in love and joy and peace. And exhaling any tension. And just imagine feeling a beautiful beam of pure white light that's coming down through the top of your head. One second again. You can imagine feeling a light, peaceful and relaxed, just continuing to breathe as this loving light moves down, 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 down. So I want you to imagine that there is a doorway in front of you. You can see the door. And in a moment, we're going to walk through the door and you're going to go inside a beautiful space where you feel very, very comfortable and relaxed. It's going to be your safe and happy, wonderful place. So on the count of three, we'll open the door and go into the happy place. Ready? Three, two, one. We're opening the door. And you're walking or floating into this beautiful space. And as you do, I want you to imagine that there is a beautiful angel or a loving being who is floating down, 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 down from above to join you. So I want you to imagine that you can just take the being by the hand and the two of you are going to walk or float across this beautiful room that you're in. And you'll notice a doorway. And when I count to three, you and your being are going to open the door and walk into this other room. One, two, three, opening the door. And as you look in this other room, there is a clothing rack. And the clothing rack has all of the clothes that you have ever worn before. Holding your being's hand, the two of you are just going to float past those clothes that are in your current closet. And you're going to notice now as you gaze across this space that this clothing rack goes off for as far as the eye can see. 
and you're gonna go way, way, way back through your life. And if there's any clothes from this current life that you need to take a look at, imagine that your being will stop you. By the time I count to three, the being is gonna have those clothing light up and your being will hand them to you so you can take a look and see what they are. Ready, one. Floating, floating, floating past all of your clothes. Two, further and further and further, you're almost there. And three. And if your being thinks it's beneficial, some clothes will light up. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So what are you noticing there? It's um, clothing from when I was five. This outfit that my mom used to dress me in whenever she would uh, <laughs> take photos of me and tell me that I would grow up to be a model. <laughs> So how do you feel when you're looking at those clothes? Like, like when I, it made me feel like when I put them on, I was capable of anything, that I had a bright future. So is it possible now for the younger you, the five-year-old you, to come out wearing those clothes and join you in your being? Mm-hmm. Just have a conversation with your younger you and say, guess what? Apparently, you can. You can do anything you want to do. So talk to your younger self and say anything that you'd like to say to him. So imagine that you're there with your younger you, you're there with your celestial being. Ask the celestial being, is this the source event of this challenge of just wanting to say, don't worry about it, I don't need any help. Is this the first time your soul has ever felt like that? Or is there some earlier time in your soul's history that would be the origin of this? Like, have you done this before or is this the first time? An immediate thought came up that it's not the first time, but I find myself resisting because I know there's a part of me that says that uh, doesn't make sense. Very good. Would it be okay that even if it doesn't make sense, would it still be okay to, to just go see? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It might be interesting. You're going to just take your celestial being by the hand, and then the two of you are going to just float past these clothes to clothing that represents the source event. And out of the spirit of curiosity, when I count to three, the two of you will begin now to float. Ready? Three, two, one. We're floating past five years old, peaceful and relaxed. You're going back, 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 back. Way, 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 way back to the source event. And in a moment, on the count of three, you'll arrive to the event that the celestial being would like you to notice today. One, back, 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 back. Two, further and further and further. And three. You're there and some clothing is lighting up. The being is pulling these clothes off the rack. So imagine that you could try whatever this is. Maybe you've never seen this before. Just imagine, what if 
what if you could just try those clothes on and then imagine the being's gonna bring a mirror out so that you can try the clothes on, look in the mirror, and then tell me what you see. And it feels silly. It feels like we're making it up. I get it. Just It's some kind of tribal clothing that I've never seen before. So thousands upon thousands of years ago, potentially. I don't know what time frame. It was just wasn't. Um, it just feels like we're we're kind of more in nature, and it's a uh, it's a uh, it's clothing that <laughs> looks like it was made of uh, animal skins. Very good. Mm-hmm. So you're wearing those clothes now. Mm-hmm, yeah. How do you feel when you wear those? Confident. Very good. How old are you when you're wearing those? 17. Very good. I want you to imagine there's a doorknob on that mirror. And in a moment when I count to three, you're just going to open the door and you and your celestial being are going to step out into this space where you're wearing these furs and tribal clothing. So on the count of three, we're going to open that door. Three, two, one, opening the door. Step out, wearing those clothes and be there now. And so what does it look like where you're at? The sun is beating down on me. Um, There's like some kind of, it's a bright blue sky and uh, I can't see it, but I could feel that there uh, are people that I know, there's groups of people that I know behind me, but for some reason I keep looking out into the distance. So how do you feel as you're standing there looking out? Like, it's my job to protect everyone. So as you're standing there, imagine that you can turn around and just notice the people who you're with. Is there anybody there who either looks or more likely feels like somebody you know in your current situation, like as Anthony? Uh, A woman, also young, but the same energy as my mom. Excellent. What was your relationship there in this early time? To protect her, um, make sure that she feels safe and knows that she doesn't have any reason to worry. Very good. And off the top of your head again, it feels like we're making this up. What's What year is this, the first thing that comes to your mind? It's, I don't know why 1654 popped into my head. Okay, so. excellent. Mm-hmm. So imagine from this moment where you are at, that you can fast forward to the next most significant event in this life in the 1600s and be there now and notice what happens next. It's an overcast day. I'm in a field. I can't tell if there's anyone around me. Off the top of my head, it's not appearing. It's just, I know it's an overcast day and it's a a field with green vegetation. Okay, good. What are you doing? observing, looking, uh, seeing if there's a threat. There's a constant thought in my head that keeps popping up. It's like, I need to do this. I need to do this. Okay, good. So fast forward to the moments when you're going to do this thing that you feel that you need to and notice what are you going to do? I need to shut off my emotions and protect the people that need protection. Does that have anything to do with your current life as Anthony? It feels like a mirror. And imagine that you can, you can be in the presence of this childhood friend again. 
What lessons were the two of you learning there together that you may or may not be learning together in your current lifetime? I learned that no one would be there to protect her if it weren't me. It was up to me. Imagine you're safe and secure, but that you can very gently just fast forward to the very last day of your life in the 1600s and just for a minute, just notice how it is that you passed into spirit. I fell from a high place. So what lessons did your soul learn in that life in general? That shutting off my emotions in order to protect the people around me left them without me because it was the feeling of protecting that caused me to fall and die. Very good. And you'll notice the door right there. So when we count to three, we're going to open the door and go back into that beautiful room where you started. One, two, three, opening the door. And you and Celestial Being going back into the room where you began and be back to the safe and nurturing space. When I count back from five, you'll come back into this room feeling awake, refreshed, and better than you felt before. Five, you're grounded, centered, and balanced. Four, you're continuing to process all of this new energy and information in your dreams tonight. So by tomorrow morning, you will be fully integrated. Three, you're driving safely. You're doing everything in your life very safely, very easily. Two, you're going to have a wonderful night's sleep tonight, just filled with lots of really normal dreams. And one, and we're coming back whenever you would like. Ah, I was going to say, it feels like I just experienced another life, but uh, a lifetime just happened. Yeah. Oh my God, that was wild. I, uh, I see why this, this works for a lot of people. I feel a lot more peace if it came from within myself or not. If it came from images that I conjured up in my head that have no basis in reality, it almost doesn't matter because I reap the, the benefits of reframing thoughts I didn't know I had. It was so strange. I, uh, it gives me a sense of peace to feel like this feeling of, of protecting the people closest to me and potentially, you know, going down the path of shutting off my own emotions in order to protect them has been helpful and useful for me in this lifetime. And it was helpful and useful for me in my ideas of where my past lives could have been. On the other end of that, I was able to see that me trying to protect ended up causing me to die and I wasn't able to finish my life protecting that person. I was no longer there to protect. So it was necessary for me to feel those feelings, but also I could benefit from knowing when I've done enough of that. Well, I just, I'm just incredibly proud of you. I think it takes a lot of courage to look at oneself. You know, when we talk about past life regression, there's a lot of people who won't do it at all because of the profound shifts that can happen and mm -hmm. that we're looking 
we're getting this information from within ourselves. You've already done a lot of work on yourself. You've pulled it together today. I, I'm just so happy that it was beneficial. But not everybody's gonna do this like what you do. I mean, you know, you're as much of a part of its success as the technique because your willingness to say, this doesn't sound like anything I'm ready for, but you're willing to go take a look anyway. And I'm just so proud of you. I can't even, I, I'm serious. There's this resistance to allowing myself to go down these paths because then it's, it's oh no, I, I'm delusional. I, I'm gonna be appear as delusional. People won't respect me. People um, won't trust me anymore. But I feel like I was able to reframe it and, and see that maybe it doesn't matter what others think of this. Maybe what matters more is how this might shape my life and, and the way that I perceive myself in the world around me. I think you're incredible. I'm, I'm <laughs> speechless. I am speechless right now. Seriously. I mean, it's such a hard thing for people because we all care what people think about us. You know that. We all do. I do. You do. But the, at the end of the day, you're so right. I mean, it's so wise. Who cares? It's about how we feel about ourselves within mm. ourselves. And mm -hmm. I'm just glad it's helped. Whew, I don't know about you, but I got to take a quick breather. So take a moment here. I'm going to tell you about our sponsor, Honey. Honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or your computer. It's a free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one that it finds to your cart. So when you're at checkout and that empty discount code box is staring you in the face, now you can have something to put in there and you'll get a working coupon. What happens is a little Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupon and bam a coupon is applied. And Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, ranging from tech to popular fashion brands and food delivery. So no matter what, you're set. So like today, for example, when I'm in a situation where I have just tapped into my brain and my energy is completely depleted, depleted. See, I can't even speak properly. Depleted, I know that I'm gonna have to order some food and Honey is gonna be there to save the day. Give me that discount, baby. And if you're listening closely, Honey doesn't just work on desktops, it works on your iPhone as well. All you have to do is activate it on Safari, on your phone, and save on the go. It's literally free and it installs in just a few seconds. So it's kind of ridiculous that you don't already have it. But if you want to do yourself a solid and also support this series, get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash Padilla. Again, it's free. And if you go to joinhoney.com slash Padilla, you'll be directly supporting this series. And you know, I also can't go without thanking BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. As you may have already picked up by now, I'm a huge proponent of therapy. I'm sure this video has already showed you a couple of examples of that. Therapy has helped reframe my view of the world and myself by allowing me to feel empathy for my younger self and therefore understand who I am today better. But of course, therapy can be customized to whatever is right for you and can be useful in helping with motivation or feelings of anxiety, depression, stress, insecurity, or whatever else you might specifically need. BetterHelp screens all their therapists to ensure that they have the experience and that they're certified and licensed and provides customized therapy that offers video, phone, and live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't even have to see or speak to anyone over the phone if that's not something that you're comfortable with. I feel like the hardest part about doing therapy is finding the therapist and getting started. And I know that therapy can be expensive and finding that therapist can take a really long time, which is why BetterHelp offers a more affordable alternative to in-person therapy, where you can start communicating with your therapist in less than 48 hours. And BetterHelp is giving I Spent Today with viewers and listeners of the completely uncensored podcast version of the show, 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Padilla. That's betterhelp.com slash Padilla. Now back to the world of past life regressionists. Can you describe your first experience and what you 
took away from that? Both of my parents were alcoholic. My brother and sister and I all developed our own addictions. Doing regressions started to show me that there was more to me than the wounded self. In my first past life that I experienced, I was a 12-year-old boy at the time that I died. I was living on the streets, and I was an orphan. And I was very happy. People liked me, they fed me, and I was run over by a cart and killed. In that life, what I learned was that I could be happy. Even though the situation that I'm describing sounds pretty horrific, life was good. So that's one of my very early past lives. And it's like, wow, there's really a part of me that can be happy. There's a part of me that isn't suffering through what this body is suffering through. Does that give you a sense of peace, knowing that the struggles that you dealt with in this life, you've been able to break the cycle? Yes and no. My sense is that if it takes you a hundred lives to learn a lesson, because you're looking at it from all these different perspectives, you can't learn it in a single lifetime. So if you don't, if you don't finish it in a single lifetime, you haven't failed. You simply have learned as much as you've learned. When I was 25, I had a really good friend who invited me to go hiking and I couldn't go. I found out that on this weekend he went hiking, he fell off a cliff and he passed away. After about nine years, I started sensing his presence again. It had been very a long, long time since he had passed and somebody, I mentioned it and they said, well, you should have a past life regression because maybe there's some unfinished business that the two of you have together. I found someone. Um, they took me into this past life experience. I saw that I had known this person in three lives, one in the 1800s. I was this big man coming back to the cabin and mm -hmm. this person was my wife and we had some kids. Somebody had killed the family while I was gone. And then at the turn of the century, mm -hmm. I was a little girl and I saw that he was my sister and he died of some flu. And then I saw myself in 1942 there was a birth and I was getting that that was me, I was being born, but the mother died in childbirth and that was him again. You start to see, oh, wait a minute, there's a pattern, I'm here, this person keeps going away. There's a time that we're all born and then there's gonna be a time when, when you know, it's time to go on to the next realm and that there was nothing I could do about this, that this was meant to be, this person was meant to pass away. After carrying this around for so many years, it just, something just got up and left. And it was so profound. I said, you know what? I don't have to think about that anymore. Mm. I'm at peace about this. And the shift that I had, Anthony, it was so transformational that I said, wow, you know, I have to start learning how to do this for other people. And so I started going, you know, and taking classes. I kind of understood that that talking through things is very helpful, but that there still is an energetic component to memory. Mm -hmm. And so when we can move that out and send energy into those spaces, then people's energy feels shift and it makes a permanent and very powerful change mm. in their whole demeanor. Do you think going on these journeys through regression is similar to the revelations that people have when they do certain drug-induced trips like MDMA and ayahuasca and things like that. There's a comparability with psychedelics and with hypnosis and past life regression and quantum work and soul work. It's all about connection to the larger sense of the true self. Who are you as a true being? When people work with psychedelics, it is the drug 
plus the therapy. So the tests that are currently being done with MDMA are, have a protocol that extends over about a three-month period. And in that three-month period, you take the drug three times, but you have 15 to 20 psychotherapy sessions to support those drug sessions because you have to work through what comes up. What the drug does, at least with MDMA, is it kind of puts those protectors to sleep. It lets them sit, move to the side so the feelings that you have can emerge. And when I'm doing deep trance work, which is between life work, past life work, that deep work is like that same work that people do when they are using MDMA. It's just, I'm not using a drug to get them there. I have a lot of clients who are very into the ayahuasca thing and they tell me about it. I really believe that you can get into those spaces without these drugs. I think most people can do regression. Most people mm -hmm. can go on this process. Part of it has to do with the way we process information in our minds. You either see visualization, you hear the inner voice, or you just allow yourself to have gut feelings and knowings. And I think what happens as we get older, you know, when we were little kids, we used to just go play with our toys and we do all this stuff. But mm -hmm. as we get older, somebody's told us, well, that's silly. Put your toys away. It's time to grow up. And so I think then that starts to block the creativity that could be coming through naturally. So I could see where some of these would help relax that part of this, the person's self, but people are also given, I don't know, the opportunity to embrace how they best receive this kind of information that can also help. So in a sense, it's giving yourself permission to go wherever your thoughts take you. In a similar sense to the way that we perceive our dreams where there's not that part of ourselves that's like, no, no, we shouldn't go there. We shouldn't think that that's, that's fake, that's dumb. We, that's not a real, that's not reality, why even think that thing? We just allow ourselves in our dreams because it's in our subconscious to just unfold the way that it may. That's exactly right. I mean, because when you're in a dream, you don't have the luxury to say, man, that's stupid. <laughs> I think it's just a natural uh, societal thing that everybody's been shut down to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. And so part of the success in this is giving yourself the permission that it's okay to go back to that creative you who's just gonna just go with stuff. A lot of what you're saying with regression sounds similar to uh, a therapy method called EMDR. One aspect of it is that there's kind of a, a, a back and forth method, something introduced there, kind of like what people would refer to as hypnotism, but not, not quite, not quite, because you then will be guided by a therapist to go back to certain memories that hold some kind of weight maybe it's a trauma that you experienced and you would describe the scene and I'm able to see the scene out as it was and then we're able to bring in different elements, you know, different figures in my life that help make me feel nurtured and protected and kind of fill the void of feelings that I realize I really needed in those moments to feel, to feel okay. Like recently I realized that in the weirdest sense, what I needed when I was young was for someone to be there in the same way that I would be there for someone now. <laughs> it was the first time I cried in therapy, realizing that what I needed then is who I am today. That was very, it was a, a, a strange thought. Now I am there for me if I need it. I am my own protector 
now and I don't need to hold on to those fears that had developed in my childhood. The process you've described once you're there to get into a different mind frame where you are assisting yourself and you're just seeing things again, it's exactly what we talked about before. You're just seeing things from a new perspective so mm -hmm. that when that thing comes to you again, you've already changed your reaction to it. Even by becoming conscious of the fact that you're about to have that reaction and you go, oh, wow, you didn't need to go there anymore. I mean, that's mm -hmm. exactly what we're talking about. This, that's the kind of things that we can do with mm. this kind of regression as well. What is it about doing this type of work that brings you the most joy? Moments like this, <laughs> seriously. Because I'm telling you, it, I'd love to say that every single person who I work with has this kind of a reaction, but it, it has to do with your willingness to be vulnerable, your willingness to stop this stupid thing that's saying this is stupid. We were all feeling it right when you were there. He's getting ready to say this is stupid. <laughs> and we're gonna need to stop that, you know? So we yeah. know that. So, and you were willing to say, let's put it aside. Let's go with it. Let's have fun. Fun? I don't know, but you know, let's have an experience here. It has been such a joy. Well, thank incredible. you so much. I really appreciate it. Well, okay, that was very different than how I was expecting this episode to go. I feel like I'm still coming down from whatever the hell that was. I was not expecting any of that to have any kind of effect on me. The concept of past lives just seems so far outside the realm of reality that I was like, that's a little weird. I don't know how that can affect or transform the way that I interpret my current suffering at all. But something about that re that reframing that, that completely took me out of any emotion that I'm attached to now, any current interpretation of my suffering, I think maybe actually the reason that it did have an effect on me. Using visual metaphors and seeing myself through a lens that felt completely separate from me has actually helped me reframe my emotions in a way that I never thought would work and has actually brought me an unexpected and even profound sense of peace. Okay. I'll look into the camera for that, <laughs> okay. kids, okay? No, um, I really did smoke pot once when I was in college. Whoa, one time? I know. One whole time? No, I want to make sure people know I'm serious wow. again. It sounds crazy wow. to some people. I Reprimand this woman immediately. Here I am. But anyway, um, I thought it was weird, and I said, I'm not going to do that anymore. So <laughs> I know it's an anomaly, and no one out there believes me, but I'm telling you it's true. <laughs>